Chapter 2, Memories of My Grandpa and Great-Grandpa. What book on being a grandparent could be complete without establishing some generational context? I have memories from my childhood of my maternal grandparents and my great-grandfather. We called him Pappy. I also got to know my paternal grandmother. Both sides of the family were quite different and provided lessons about grandparenting that I learned without even knowing I learned them. You have learned such lessons, too. We all do. I remember sitting on my grandmother's front porch on the glider swing talking to Pappy. What did we talk about? I haven't a clue. It isn't important what we discussed, just that he was there and willing to spend time with me and listen to me chatter on. From the time I knew him, I remember little things that he taught me. Nothing overt, nothing like school, but important lessons nonetheless. Pappy taught me things such as how to put a cork in my cork rifle and how to aim it carefully, how to eat prunes with my cornflakes in the morning at breakfast, how important breakfast was to preparing for the day. I learned how cream rises to the top of the milk bottle and how good cream tastes on cereal. I learned that one could sit in a rocking chair and just enjoy the summer day while swatting flies with the omnipresent fly swatter. Did he know he was teaching me? I doubt it. Back in those days, I don't think such teaching moments were at the front of anyone's mind. I think people just knew instinctively that it was important to pass along traditions to future generations. This is a process that seems to be disappearing in today's world. It's your job as a grandfather to rectify this problem. Spend the time and teach your grandkids about what you think is important. In addition to my memories of Pappy, I have very vivid recollections of my grandfather and grandmother, called Grandma and Grandpa. My strongest memories involve smells, the daily smell of Grandma's baking, of delicious pies and cakes. She baked every single day, whether we needed it or not. I think we did. I also remember the smells of Grandpa's pipe and cigars. Even today, when I walk near someone smoking a certain cigar or pipe tobacco, memories flood my mind. While you may or may not be a baker or a smoker, I mention these things because they exhibit how the very simplest things sometimes make the longest-lasting memories. Think back on your memories of your grandparents and try to recall what triggered the strongest memories for you. I'll bet you have some of the same experiences. Grandpa used to sit and read to me. Never for a long time, but I still remember him reading Alice's Adventures in Wonderland and the smell of the books and the feel of the pages. When we'd go to Grandpa's car, we had to go to the garage, a short walk from the house. We'd chat and see things along the way. He always took time to tell me about stuff. We'd get to the car, and I'd help open the garage doors and stand aside until he drove out. Once out, I'd climb into the front seat and sit, gasp, on a pretzel can so I could see out the window. It's astonishing that I lived this long. My maternal grandfather died before I was born. Indeed, he died shortly before my parents were married. Obviously, I never met him, but I owe my existence to him. One day, my mother and grandfather were sitting on a bench in the front yard of their summer cottage when a young man walked by. My grandfather, apparently something of a character, called out, Isn't she pretty? And if you're not interested in her, I have three more daughters up in the bungalow. It seems the young man, my dad, was interested, and the rest is history. Thanks, Grandpa Woodring. Marilyn Needham.